this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host g sampath the 2022 environment performance index which evaluates countries on their track record in mitigating climate change improving environmental health and protecting ecosystem vitality has ranked india last that is 180th out of 180 countries the government of india which is generally touchy about global rankings of any kind has rejected the index claiming that it is based on biased metrics this report is produced by researchers from yale and columbia universities and it has ranked denmark at the top with a score of 77.9 while india at the bottom has a score of 18.90 so what exactly is the environment performance index all about how seriously should we take it and how valid are the government's claims that its metrics are biased and unfair to india we explore all these questions and more in this episode of the in focus podcast and joining us today is a scholar with a rich body of work on environmental issues kanchi kohli from the center of policy research new delhi kanchi thank you so much for joining us thank you i look forward to the conversation kanchi uh, for the benefit of our readers who may not be following this particular issue closely can you give us a quick overview of what this epi what is it all about and what are the main takeaways you know the gist of it that should concern everybody who is concerned about the environment and climate see largely as you mentioned the environment performance index is an exercise by yale and columbia university and you know it's based on about 40 criteria 40 primary parameters clubbed largely as on uh, related to environmental health uh, climate mitigation and ecosystem vitality and each one of them has actually been broken up into some sub parameters by the researchers and i think the idea is to at a global scale based on the parameters of the researchers you know identify those countries that have been proactive you know environmental policies uh, with on uh, prioritizing environment as well as those which according to these parameters have actually what what are being termed as laggards and leaders as per this criteria and i think the purpose of the exercise by the two universities is to bring spotlight on on certain countries you know you know focus on responsibilities etc based on the criteria that they put across what is interesting about this is and you know is that number one i don't think this this these criteria have too much buy in from the countries itself uh, so i think that has that is also kind of those countries which are responding to including to india are responding to these criteria have that in mind that you know while we develop these parameters this is based on an, a subjective vantage of the researchers itself and what is also interesting that has happened is that it's triggered some very you know it, it it's triggered some very fundamental debates about what kind of methodology should be followed in exercises like this whether whether the, the gaze is much more of from the western countries and it doesn't really apply to countries like india you know the politics behind uh, such subjective criteria also developmental aspirations of countries like india so i think what is interesting about this exercise is that one is the content of the performance index itself and where each country sees itself or whether where the epi places each country but also what is interesting is as people who are watching what the reactions to the epi is also the the kinds of engagements that you 
that 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 one is seeing all you know and and the, the level of that engagement that is coming up uh, which is for so far largely fairly technical and uh, technocratic as well right so what what exactly does this index say about india that uh, the government has reacted so sharply uh, saying it's biased and so on so i think if if you see each one of these the broad parameters of environmental health climate mitigation or ecosystem vitality india actually as per the parameters of you know of bi researchers is actually ranked fairly low in fact from from the point of view of climate uh, climate mitigation climate change parameters india is actually ranked 165 out of 180 for environmental health and ecosystem vitality is 178 of 180 and overall average india actually fares last so i mean what is interesting is basically the indian government has taken this the ranking as india being last which kind of gives an impression that india has done not nothing much for prioritizing environment as a, as an important subject that they want to respond to because indian government has claimed that uh, there are lots of things that the indian government is doing to protect environment whether it is bringing in investments or climate finance or the net zero pledge or the renewable goals all of those kinds of things what is interesting about this whole reaction and and the way pi itself is fa- uh, framed both in terms of the framing of the parameters as well as in terms of the reactions that are coming in some very in- important social aspects which are inherently linked to the environmental discourse are actually missing from this whole whether it's the ranking exercise or it's the reactions to the ranking exercise like issues like public health food security livelihoods which are in- very inherently linked with environment in countries like india actually don't are not really in the conversation at all right it's very interesting you you mention the absence of social issues which are linked to environment and ecosystem and climate change related debates which don't figure and so far i mean it, it does seem like the conversation has been very technical no i was just i just wanted your comment on something which struck me as i was reading through all this material which is that on the one hand in the way we react to these kinds of indexes it seems like we really care deeply about the environment and how people look at what we are doing in the domain of environmental management conservation and so on and that is the kind of perception we want to you know put out to the world we are saying this is biased it doesn't really reflect how we have been doing uh, the weightage is all wrong and so on and so forth but if we look inward and look at what's been happening in the domestic uh, scenario the way environmental regulations are flouted the kind of uh, pollution we have and the way you know how we sort of count our forests the green cover our initiatives in conservation how we address conflict between forest areas and mining it seems to give a completely different picture so how do we sort of talk about this kind of a contradiction i think i mean see most global exercises for of, of whether it is whether it's been the climate change discourse or or this index exercise of the performance index are often very far removed uh, you know national national policies or or the national level discourse around environment it is even further removed from the local and i think uh, or the subnational and and the local and i think that that becomes very important because if you and and that that is where the you know the question of the subjectivity of the parameters are so like for instance if we if we bring in those parameters into this whole exercise you know what has been the status of the in public participation in the country what is what has been in in environmental decision making what has been 
and how have environment laws and policies been transformed over the last few years. So I think, or for that matter, are we looking to bring in criteria such as forest and biodiversity loss or water scarcity or all those kinds of things in this whole exercise? I think these these do become these these do become very important spaces for debate and discussion. And and India's uh, domestically also there's been a huge debate around whether the promise of environment regulation, which was largely the promise that in the early 90s that we will bring in the economic development in India will be based on sound science and public participation. So both science and society will be part of this process. That is extremely challenged right now. So if these two aspects of science and society are outside our our environmental decision-making sphere, a lot of what you see with environment law and policy and, and say whether it's the government's projection, it often becomes very becomes curated to respond to global cues or to actually meet with domestic uh, policy imperatives. These are curated exercises. They don't necessarily speak to the health of ecosystems in India. They don't necessarily speak to livelihood losses. They don't really speak to issues of displacement, health food security, as I mentioned before, and many other factors. Right. It's very interesting. I think you made two very solid points here in terms of how for environmental decision-making, science and public participation are critical. Does this environmental performance index have, does it take into account either of these two factors in any of their metrics, etc.? So I think, see, from the point of view, and I think we should look at that, look at this with various exercises, both the performance index as well as as well as some, some the kinds of rankings, etc., that we may do in, in countries like India. The, the society, the public participation element is completely outside of it. In fact, these indexes and subject and parameters are usually not developed. So as I mentioned earlier, like it's not like the domestic governments have had a role to play in how those parameters are developed. Or, or which which parameters should be prioritized and which should not be. Similarly, domestic policy exercises have increasingly not been public participation and consent oriented. So I think public participation has definitely been out of you know these these exercises, and which you can say this we can say it for for the EPI as well. But in terms of science, I think you know it's science versus science. So it's somebody's uh, it's it's one set of people who have developed certain criteria which which is being which has been put to put to test through these performance indexes versus a, a counter science which is which is basically saying that these kinds of criteria if these kinds of criteria which are introduced in this whole mix it may change the way the outcomes show the larger question is is either one of these things processes democratic are they peer reviewed what is the public input in this whole, you know, in, in the conclusions itself? I think those become larger questions for uh, countries like India and and, uh, and democracy itself. Right. I think if, uh, if, if, if an exercise like the EPA were to actually take public uh, participation and consent uh, seriously and give it weightage, I think India's rank would go down even further if that is possible at all in the first place. And uh, moving on to the next big theme, which is, Air pollution. I mean, India fares very poorly on air pollution. We don't need an index to tell us that. I mean, if you're living in Delhi or any of the major cities, we know that. We, I mean, there's no point in sort of going back and say, why aren't we in the top 10 in air pollution? Because we know it's not possible. And one of the factors uh, which the report mentioned, surprisingly uh, to me at least, is household fuel combustion. 
and uh, how serious is the problem of household fuel combustion vis-a-vis vehicular pollution consequent pollution i don't really know where we stand on these things like are we really doing much in terms of measures to mitigate it so i think i mean from all the modeling and the scientific studies it is it is pretty evident that household fuel consumption is combustion is actually one of one of very important factors that contribute to air pollution so even one cannot dismiss it in fact you know in fact there has been a lot of people have also said and and questions have been raised in terms of that it's it not being in being prioritized as an important aspect is itself a political exercise because household fuel, uh, household uh, fuel combustion and co- the causes of air pollution are you know the the impacts are largely on women it's not as visible so it doesn't necessarily get that much political attention as some of the other issues like double burning or vehicular pollution or even uh, say construction and also you know those are also the aspects which where there you can people have also spoken spoken about new forms of investment uh, you know it's it's more you know the economic gaze is much more there whereas whereas the household fuel consumption uh, is is much more uh, it's much more gendered it's much more social and it it doesn't necessarily seem to be prioritized except in a few uh, policy exercises right and india has also scored very badly on ecosystem vitality metrics but the government of india has been very quick to point out that the index doesn't take into account the new india state of forest report or isfr 2021 which has claimed uh, that you know there are uh, which has claimed made many claims which are contrary to what the epi says and one of the points which it makes is that the index stresses the extent of protected areas rather than the quality of protection now how justified do you think is this in this defense given that there have been media reports that even tea estates and urban tree agglomerations have been counted as forest so to speak in the isfr report see in the indian government's response to the epi itself is partly justified in the sense because if you is as a country if you are we are concerned about global rankings then the country will definitely put out a defense as well as uh, you know especially if you are ranked the lowest then the the defense will be it will, will be sharper stronger and uh, and because you would want to defend certain positions if we take that as the entry point what the government has actually done is very specifically responded to specific criterias and said that why those criterias don't fit one of them is about uh, the reliance on protected areas as the matrix for metrics for biodiversity and to some extent you know the response is valid because it's basically there is a lot of biodiversity outside protected areas in fact the isfr report also tries to say that there is a lot of biodiversity outside protected areas it's a different matter that it doesn't necessarily you know go into the details of how biodiversity is calculated valued etc all those extra things but to the extent that biodiversity should not be limited only to protected areas is valid now the problem that might arise is that the response then is to that is the isfr report the state of forest report which itself a few months back has seen a huge amount of you know technical as well as public kind of criticism saying that the methodology of that report itself is is problematic it doesn't necessarily you know give you a perceptive understanding of the state of forests in, in the country it may give you a list of or you know the amount of standing trees it is also flawed because it doesn't give you correct historical data 
so a lot of there has been a lot of criticisms around that report the methodology of that report itself that it doesn't necessarily give you a full understanding of the state of forest which might include forest rights forest based livelihoods ecological health biodiversity many other criteria that may give you an understanding of the state of forest and also i think what is interesting about that exercise is that that exercise has also been in many ways curated to respond to both international climate commitments as well as domestic forest policy in the country so on the one level you know india might be justified responding that epi index uh, performance index falls short of certain criteria but the response to that being that is the isfr report and that 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 kind of that that should have formed a basis of the understanding india's performance on biodiversity that remains that's fall short of complete uh, you know conviction and logic for me right and one of the interesting uh, i mean going through the report i came across this this quote which sort of to me at least seems to go to the heart of the entire uh, exercise like like this one and i let me read it out it says high scoring countries exhibit long standing and continuing investments in policies that protect environmental health preserve biodiversity and habitat conserve natural resources and decouple greenhouse gas emissions from economic growth you know this may all seem very idealistic but even if you discount the last point about decoupling gas emissions from economic growth because india needs to grow how does india fare actually i mean if we forget this specific design of the epi if we just talk about them in general how does india fare in terms of investing in policies that preserve biodiversity and conserve natural resources just building on what i had said earlier and i think some of the work that my colleague manju men and i have done in this for the last couple of decades i think what we see increasingly in recent years is you know our the environmental discourse in india and including uh, the government's government's policies are uh, fairly top down and technocratic in its in its approach and, and as i mentioned earlier both science and society are missing from from these policies and and decisions that are put out and the reason one says that is that because if you increasingly see the manner in which we are designing our law and policy frameworks it is it's very focused on compensations offsets on the one hand and that is that has happened largely because the focus is on facilitating economic investments so environment in many ways is the environmental decision making this uh, discourse is almost like responding to economic imperatives increasingly and the only way that can happen now is when you say that okay certain lowering down of environmental standards are fine certain social impacts are justified to accommodate economic growth and the only way that can happen is through developing a system of uh, offsets which is what you see with compensatory afforestation kinds of exercises or you know mechanisms by which you know private and public sector corporations are are, are asked to pay pay into a certain a mineral fund etc which can then be used to deal with certain social issues and corporate social responsibility so you you know actually uh, the focus is is largely been is basically based on an assumption that we need to go in with a business as usual with respect to our economic imperatives and fit everything else in the bucket of compensations and offsets right i get what you are saying so this is this is what we are more or less familiar with 
in india when it comes to environmental decision making as you correctly said it is more of a response to what can we do now to make sure that this environment box is ticked off so that we can go on with our economic development related projects and so on so how does this work in say a country like denmark which is number 1 in the zpi how do they do this very differently i mean to be very honest i think both in terms of i i haven't really uh, uh, you know you know studied denmark uh, closely so or, or any any equivalent like you know not necessarily denmark i mean yeah, yeah. some some yes yeah, so i think some countries are able to at two levels i think the you know the in, the financial investment in technologies to reduce environmental harm is definitely works much better in countries the financial investment and the governments you know governments prioritization of certain kinds different kind of an economic growth model definitely works for those countries as well and that that's that's the political will behind it that has has drives it whether uh, it's their net zero ambitions or their uh, climate targets or how how they prioritize water and other ecosystem health in the country but that also you know you cannot necessarily relink it from the fact that these countries may have had historically you know been bigger polluters and uh, and and are are, are uh, richer countries with low population so i think you know the parameters that will apply for those countries will be very different from uh, countries like india which are looking at a different level different kind of development aspiration so it it does work in other countries based on the political will and prioritization of those countries but i think every country is situated historically in a very different state that is not to say that everyone doesn't need to contribute to it but you know basically strong environmental standards legal standards for environmental protection which which take into account democratic process of decision making i think these are good principles through which any country any country that is wanting to prioritize environment should be looking to actually adopt and carry on these processes right strong environmental standards which are legally enforceable with democratic decision making i think we are coming back to the two points you mentioned earlier about science and public participation so would you say that the countries which are ranked better than india are generally speaking better in terms of public participation and including science I, so i can't necessarily save that for all the countries because i think the if you look at only with the epi index i don't think we is in the position to say that any one of those countries is necessarily better on both these criteria but there are countries that definitely are uh, are open to much more public input they hold you know economic actors much more accountable to uh, non compliance to environmental laws the deterrents and consequences are much stronger so that's definitely the case yeah so i mean you and you do not necessarily lower environmental standards to accommodate economic actors i think that's that's very important uh, or for that matter even if you are if you are undertaking projects that are considered to be environmentally uh, better they they don't necessarily have you know they they have to take into account other kinds of social impacts that they, it may ha- may have or impacts say on wildlife so it's like if they're not devoid of impact assessment procedures or all those kinds of processes so i think definitely countries which which uphold those so what i'm basically trying to say is we need good processes to arrive at a good environmental decisions not necessarily very necessarily very strict i mean not everything has to be prohibited but if you actually go through a due process you will have 
a much more greater buy-in into those decisions. And even if in some cases in standards need to be lower, lowered, it is a collective exercise and it's not thrust upon people. Right. I mean, that's, I think, a pretty big ask current scenario where we don't see due processes in decision making, especially political decision making, even at the very basic level of consultations. Anyway, that's a different debate. But coming back to this EPI, I mean, one final question before we wrap up. Do these kinds of indexes really help in matters of environmental policy making or are they counterproductive in terms of creating more noise than light and making countries, especially countries like India, unnecessarily defensive? I think it really depends on how much each country wants to give it, how much each country wants to, how much importance each country wants to give this kind of exercise and what kind of importance. So I think we don't necessarily have to take these as um, exercises in defense or even if you want to take these as exercises in defense, why can it actually help us frame those positive ideas through which we will put out very transparent prioritization and parameters through which we will put project our environmental standards. So rather than outright rejection, can that whole process be converted into uh, saying that, yes, we believe in uh, higher, higher levels of environmental performance. And these are, these are the parameters and these are the parameters that we've de- developed in a consultative manner. And we will be we are ready to be ranked in a consultative manner. What has happened with these exercises and including, as I mentioned, the reaction to it is uh, so far, the language and the rea- responses remain fairly elitist and uh, and technical. So you don't necessarily have a very popular reaction to it. These processes. So in 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 that light, I think these 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 exercises may not necessarily reshape or uh, you know India will and one of course India has rejected uh, the EPI itself. But on the other hand, it doesn't necessarily have the political pressure to pushing any country to reshape its priorities. And I think that that eventually, in a political process, I think governments respond to those those social cues and, and, the, and the, the cues that will give them the mandate to prioritize environment. So it will trigger some, uh, some technical debate, but I don't see this necessarily going a long way in reshape India's position. Right. I think uh, that's a that's a pretty, I think, comprehensive assessment uh, of uh, the whole EPI debate, I think, because as you correctly said, it may it may not push uh, policy making in a particular direction very soon. But if it can, despite being bogged down in technical arguments and debates, if it can generate or trigger some positive ideas in terms of how, if we all agree, of course, that India should have higher levels of environmental performance if you are agreed on that baseline i think there is no reason why this epa also cannot be part of the conversation in terms of generating positive ideas thank you so much kanchi kohli for joining us and sharing your comments and insights on this pleasure talking to you thank you Zampa. thank you in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.